1: Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app our participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and term supply. See McDonald's.com
0: Hello and thank you for downloading the Holmesdale Radio Podcast. Unfortunately, our comments on players' attire, the good old days of football and what Joe had for dinner are missing this week, so it's straight into the show. Let's talk about the next generation of fantasy football at Fanjul. You select a team of Premier League players for a single day's fixtures. That means you're not locked in for the whole season. You can play, watch and win in one day. When your players nail it on the pitch, you rack up points and jump up the real money leaderboard. Fanjul's scoring system uses Optus stats to reflect every player's Players true on-field contribution. So outscore your opponents and win cash for your football expertise every Premier League match day with Fanjuul. And just for Homestale Radio listeners, we've got an extra special offer right now. When you sign up, use the promo code Palace. That means if you don't make money in your first contest, Fanjuul will refund your entry fee up to ten pounds. So go to Fanjuul.co.uk and use the promo code Palace to grab the offer now. What are you waiting for? Terms apply. over eighteens only. Please play responsibly.
1: Hello and welcome to Homestar Radio. My name is Chris Hambling, and I'm extremely, extremely ill today. i uh, I am your host once again as we look back at a disappointing defeat for Alan Parge's Palace against West Ham. The Eagles recent good form deserted them at a rain soaked cellar's park as a fired up West Ham took three points from an early manzini strike. Uh, when the Hammers were on top. A missed penalty, host of missed chances and a much improved second half still weren't enough for Palace to claim anything from the game as they enter a tough run of matches. We're looking at all the key talking points and as ever, you can get in touch with your views today as well. Tweet us at HOLradio, go to HOLradio.net forward slash contact for all the other ways to get in touch. Also, the Homestay Radio chat room, HOLradio.net forward slash chat where Mr. Jell Holyoke is your host in there. That'd be fun. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be looking at all those key talking points just after this short message. Homestale Radio, sponsored by FanDuel.co.uk. The
0: next generation of fantasy football.
1: Right, well, it was a defeat. Let's, you know, it's going to be a difficult show. I'm not well. Uh, you know, none of us really want to be here, do we? But we are. We are here. And let me introduce you to my panel. We have the aforementioned Mr. Jell Holyoke. Hello, Gel. Hello. Uh, that's uh, that's his voice there, in case you're a new listener. We also have live from the good old US of A, it's Patrick O'Connor.
2: Good afternoon. <laughs> that's a supper <southern> US. Voice. <laughs> I know, try that. I tried something. My accident didn't really
1: work with this cold, did it? So I no, not really, sorry. Tried. I tried my best. <laughs> we also have the voice of the Ute, it's DR Kernas hello hi <laughs> what was that voice <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely getting that one clipped for uh for a repeating <laughs> <use>. <laughs> hello anyway, um, <clears throat> excuse me and we also have a disturbing debut for mr ed Kellaway. hello ed good evening of course you were on the preview show during the week did a fine job this is a whole different kettle of fish though are you scared uh a little bit we'll yeah, you be. absolutely <laughs> you should be yeah it's gonna be horrific Uh, okay so let's go with the the, the chat about the game Uh, oh dear where to start with it really it was very very disappointing you know a a very slow start for Palace Uh, West Ham very much getting the tactics right much much more at it you know they they looked like they wanted to win we looked like we wanted to sort of stroll around the pitch and ease to a victory but that was never going to happen you know Wilf missed a very good early chance that really probably was it for us in terms of whether we we're going to get anything out of the game uh with the way the first half first half unfolded of course uh, second half was a lot better and had we gone in uh at halftime level from with ben teke uh, missing the penalty of course if he scored that you know maybe we'd go on and win that game but wasn't to be uh so let's have a, a chat we've got to start really about why why did we you know why could we get going from from the get-go you know some people think that this is a, a repeated position that we we start games slowly uh but in, in this case patrick was it really was it a tactical thing in the, the west tower this extra man, or is this just how we start games
2: no i think it's more of a tactical thing with the way west ham set up um nbc sports network over here actually had them starting as a 3-4-3 but it definitely was a 3-5-2 so they had um organa Cuyate, who was who's actually a midfielder playing center back with reed then they had cresswell orbit Obiang, Noble, and Antonio, I guess it, Payet or Zanzini would drop in, and then they had Zaza or Payet and up top, so what happened is they overran us in midfield. It was very clear, and I kept tweeting out during the game that our midfield was non-existent. I mean, Ledley couldn't get into the match, McCarthy couldn't get in the match, punch, and, and our wide players, so I think it's more of a formation thing, and I think that's the issue, is that we've been outdone by that three-five-two. Joe, Joe, will talk about that in a minute, about three-five-two a couple of times in the last year, and Malaysia Watford did it to us, So do Sunderland, so We've got to address it at some point. We just don't match up with the three, five, two because of the win-back situation.
1: Uh, okay, so, but but is, is the is the tactics any reason not to start? To, well, to start the game as as slow as we did, because let's face it, we look like we look like a team that has done very little in that international break.
2: Well, you got to, well, you know, a bunch of players are away, Benteke is away, MacArthur's away, Townsend are away, so you've got to take that into account. Um, But I'll be honest with you, because I'm not sure how often West Ham are set up that way against us, honestly, or against anybody this season. I think that's like maybe the second time they tried that all year. So the fact that they hadn't really done it a lot probably has something to do with it. But again. We've been outdone in the past by it. So I, I just think that the manager has to kind of be aware. And like you would, somebody might have mentioned before in a chat or a quick conversation, maybe yeah. we should just yank players off 20 minutes into the game and just chain things up as opposed to wait until half time. So mm. we've got to address it quicker. But again, the, the break doesn't really help us because, again, the players are away, we can't really work against something we haven't really either seen before or know they're going to do it. But again, we have to have a plan B, as it were. Yeah. And we didn't have one yesterday.
1: Quick oh, up, no, anyway. Well, no. Uh, well, I'll bring you in on, on this, Ed. Uh, you agree with Patrick in, in that it was a, a tactical issue, or, or have you got uh, want to expand on that anyway?
3: Uh, I do agree with him. I think it was in the way that West Ham set up with the wing backs. It just stifled our our big threat. Is obviously down the flanks with Zaha and Townsend. That's where we looked to try and get the pull. But that sort of extra width they had across the midfield with those wing backs just stifled it. And then we didn't really know when that sort of out ball wasn't there out wide we didn't really know where to go we just sort of passed it sideways a lot and then we ended up just going along to benteke um, and west ham center backs were pretty happy to deal with that
1: yeah that's to be honest when, when patrick said no plan b well we did have a plan b it was to go back to to the previous plan A of
2: just <laughs> yeah i'm sorry here
1: you go Demo. just a <laughs> little yeah. bit of a diagonal if you could mate
2: then uh, those diagonals were back yeah
1: yeah, exactly. Uh, but I worry about that because quite clearly you can see from how angry Pardew was, that's not his instruction. He's not said to the team, all right, sit back, let them let them uh, sort of press everyone except Damo, and then, uh, then just Damo, if you could hoof it aimlessly. He hasn't said that at all to the players. The players, for whatever reason, have reverted to that. I'm going to leave DR till last because he wants to say I told you so after his last appearance where he got <laughs> some sticks. So, Joe, uh, you, your views really on, on why we were so... You know what? What was the reason that West Ham were that much better than us in the first half?
4: Um, oh, well, I've got loads of loads of views on on why they were better than us, but but the main one was that they were at the races for the first thirty minutes. As in, every time we got the ball, um, our players were shut down. Depending on who the player was, was shut down by a player or shut down by two of their players. So, if you've got to give the ball to Zaha, two players shut him down give the ball to, to MacArthur. Well, MacArthur and, and Pungent were just completely overrun in the middle. Yeah. Um, I, I just... Uh, it was really, really frustrating. What they were trying to get us to do... They, well, not trying to get us to do. What they succeeded in getting us doing was was hoofing in the end because whereas they're very uh, comfortable in one touch and always give an option as in someone will always be there, their movement is superb. Um and our movement is is not superb at all. We're relying on hitting accurate balls uh, to an area instead of being able to hit a 10 or 15-yard pass, easy pass, one-touch pass that they practice before the game. The subs practice at half-time, and I'm sure that they practice every single day when they train, they practice one-touch. We very, very rarely see it on on our pitches from our team. Um, but but the opposition seemed to seem to do it, you know. Um, but they moved the ball faster, West Ham. And to be honest with you, no matter how I'll argue with anybody about this, it, probably position for position, in at least maybe six to seven positions, they've got better players than us. They play. I think the reason they've just been uh, they've been undone and had such a bad start to the season is because they've been playing as individuals. And last night they played as a team, and they hassled and hurried, and they were. I mean the goal. You know, you just have to look at social media, and probably the first, I'd say, 15 of the first 20 tweets that I saw was, "Well, that wasn't coming." <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was the most obvious thing ever. And it what's really the goal? Was
1: it? it wasn't. What's goal? Was Fine team goal. Uh, Patrick, I know you want to jump back in, so you go ahead before we get to Mr. Fernandes.
2: Yeah, and I think what's underrated is the work rate that Lenzini put in yesterday. Uh, Zaza and Noble—they outworked us, especially Lanzini. Lanzini apparently covered like 11 kilometers yesterday. Most of any player yesterday, so they really outworked us. And I and I'll give I'll give the magic credit. We are trying to play differently. We're not trying to we're not trying to play to delay any uh, diagonal. But yesterday we really reverted to that. We had no choice because they were really they really got to us. They cut it down every option we had. And our biggest issue yesterday, I think Ed mentioned, is that you know we had no supply. You know Townsend and, and Zaha just didn't get into the game well enough because when you got to cover a wing back, which is what uh, you know we've had to cover Cresswell it makes getting forward much harder for you so I think you know that has to be addressed for us when we don't have that outlet as a wing we need to have a, a you know a better option and again I like which we're, we're trying to play but yesterday it just didn't work out
1: I'll come. I'll definitely come back to that point about what well Sunny, we were talking okay. in our chat I, I thought from again you talk about replacing people at minute 20 you know right. I, I said I, I suggested the, the change that happened at halftime and I'll talk about what what I mean, by how do we cope with the fact that the wingers are uh, you know having to cope with wing bags, they're put under pressure, they're marked by two people, blah blah blah. I thought it was a very, very easy solution to that, but we'll, we'll come back to that because DR, you you said uh, when we were looking at ahead to the West End game, you were very negative and thought we'd uh be the end de- of a defeat. You you were right, so what what of your fears were pretty <clears> Um, I was I
5: was right. And firstly, I want to say, I told you so, as Chris, you wanted to hear that so much. I did, yeah. What <laughs> did
1: you
5: say and... it to me? So. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's never going to happen. Oh. Uh, in the first half, uh, we were horrendous. That's just one word. We were just absolutely horrendous. We didn't have a clue on what to do, and tactically, they outplayed us. But then, second, uh, second half started, uh, Kelly and Ledley came on. Uh, no, Kelly and Ledley came off uh, for Friars and Johan. But there's still no plan B, which is worrying. There were we played better than them because they played worse because of the nerves of the of of how they've been playing. And as they've been playing bad, they've they just got nervous in the second half. And that's the reason we played better than them. And I don't it's not looking bright in the future. I know it's only one game. I know it's only one game, but it's not looking bright as if West Ham can do this. So can other teams, and we we didn't have no plan B, which is the most worrying thing. So it's not looking optimistic.
1: Well, alright, okay, <laughs> you know, you are you negative about it. Patrick's giggling away like a schoolgirl. Uh, <laughs> Patrick, <laughs> do you want to take that one on uh, while, yeah. while I prepare
2: myself listen, for the next listen? Listen, I'm not I'm not necessarily Mr. Mr. Happy, but that's a bit ridiculous to say that you know it's not looking good. I agree with against certain side we're gonna have a problem. The Man City types obviously Arsenal Maynard Liverpool but there are not a lot of teams play that way I mean that is the way that the Premier League is you know going towards playing a different system like Chelsea is obviously going to the 3-5-2 and high pressing etc we, we're trying to play out the back which I like so the thing yeah. that we don't have a plan B again if this is the first team Tottenham I guess aside that's really done this to us this year we any great team. I'll admit that. We haven't played any great sides so far, but we've, we've tried to play a different way. It'll take time, but I'm not necessarily going to get too negative on the fact that we don't have a plan B because I just think that, like you just said, when we brought on um mm. Johan and Fries, we actually played better in the second half, which shows we have a bit of a plan B. Okay, so what? I'll take
1: that. I'll take that. I'll oh, go on, Are You, you so
2: bursting to speak. Yeah, get in there,
5: kid. Bring, bringing on, bringing on Johan and Fries is not plan B because plan B, in my idea, is that we change tactically and we didn't do that yesterday we brought on johan for ledley which did help but what what actually did change ledley and johan were still doing the same role there was no tactically changes and west ham really did badly outplay us and the reason and they're also one of one of the main things they've done (laughs) is keep ben teke uh Make him do nothing else. He couldn't. Ben Taker couldn't play yesterday because of the high line they played. They'd done their homework, and we just thought that Plan A would work, and West Ham would continue playing bad, which was amateur, and we should have had a Plan B, which we didn't have.
2: I got cool. get stuck in, Ed. Come on, Ed.
3: I think it wasn't the changes made at halftime wasn't necessarily Plan B, but it made us. It allowed us to do Plan A better, because to, our Plan A of playing it out from the back will work better against teams like West Ham and what they did to us but we'd have to move the ball quicker to pull them out of their shape that they've set up in that's what they did to us for the goal and that's what we have to do to teams better but we need to the team is still getting used to this new style that we're playing they've still got to get used to being a bit more confident on the ball one two touch when teams are pressing you high up the pitch rather than like we've seen it against Sunderland where Ledley panicked a little bit and gave Jermaine Defoe the best through ball he'll probably get this (laughs) season
1: (laughs) you're spot on it and that's that's the point i wanted to take on very very early on it was obvious to me that alan pardew got his selection wrong now i I don't really want to hang about to drive for it because we've been on five games unbeaten we've been playing well and ledley was a big part of that right but joe ledley he's every everything that's weak in his game was showed up against west ham in that that first half he was all over the place he couldn't screen because there were way too many players around him to screen their movement was too good. He's one player, you know. Ahead of him, you had Punchin trying to trying to be the playmaker. You had McArthur trying to be box to so, box. You know, he was the one who sat there, but he couldn't do it on his own. There was just too much going on. Near the end, he, uh, there was one particular moment that just sums out for me. The ball came in from the left hand side, and he had all the time in the world just to put his foot on it. But he just he sliced it out for a corner under no pressure, and it just shows you he'd, he'd gone. His head had gone. He didn't know. He was simply just, I don't want to sort of do him too much of a disservice, but essentially he was there to sort of kick and clear, and, but nothing about his game was to build an attack. Uh, and he—it's the word is composure. All we needed to deal with West Ham was composure. And the, the trouble is we allowed them to push and isolate the members of our team that can't pass so well. You know, and I'm talking about Devo in particular. There's one player they didn't press all game. Damien Delaney didn't bother pressing him because it was easy. There was three centre backs marking one striker, so if he wants to hit it long to Ben Teke, which he will, easy. You know, that, and that was the first half. That was a, our entire first half. Now to say that the the change at halftime didn't change anything tactically, when well, it did, because there was a couple of things that changed. First of all, Kabai didn't sit there and screen at all. Yep. Uh, he, he didn't. He he moved all around the pitch. But MacArthur played a much more reserved role, but he was still getting forward as well. He was still box to box, but he sort of, he kind of reined in a bit. And all the midfield got closer to each other, so there was less space to play through the centre. It did force West Ham back out to the Wings again. But they were happy with that, which is why it was never an easy game and we were never comfortable, because they were good both through the middle and, 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 and the wide areas. There was a perfect system for them, and I hated that they found it against us. It was very very frustrating but for me the, the problem was I can understand why the manager doesn't want to drop Joe ledley but when you look at your position and you look at the squad you've got available you've got to make those tough calls you've got yeah. to make them early on yeah and, and I I'm sorry I, I I can't really I can't really exist in a world happily where where if you've got a straight choice between Joe ledley and Johan Kabai, and you want to play a passing game you select Joe ledley and that sounds a really horrible thing to say to a player that I respect massively and who's been huge in our really good run. But that's genuinely how I feel. I don't think you can make that call if you're playing against a, you know, a team that is also a passing team. Joe, I'm going to bring you in. I know you've got some comments in the chat room as well.
4: Ain't nobody like Joe Ledley. Um, yeah, no. Uh, Booted Eagle said uh, no shots on targets for 60 minutes at home is unacceptable against any team, um, even the big boys. He said, for far too long, our attacking midfield haven't produced enough in front of goal. Wolf, punch, goodbye. Towns, uh, Wolf punching goodbye. Townsend is bedding but we really need to address this in January. Um, Palace said, this isn't the first match this season we've had a, p- a poor first half. So, you know, uh, and then Bootin says, but players like Chadley and Allen have already scored more goals this season than our midfield, all last season and this.
1: Yeah, we've got—we've certainly got to get more people in scoring areas. And like MacArthur's looked more of a threat, you know, in recent games. But, but you know, Ben Benteke had an off day as well, uh, which is something we'll get, on, we'll get on to later. You know, I, I don't—I I don't want those people who wants to read too much into one game. You know, we, we've been on a good run, and we could have actually won this game and played badly and won won this match quite easily uh, in the end. We didn't, and that shouldn't be ignored. But you know, I—I I, I don't want to get completely over the top with with slagging off players left, right and centre and all this kind of stuff but we'll get, we'll get more into this uh, got a few tweets in Nav got in touch and he's posted, sent us a picture of Alan Pardew and a picture of a playing the wood says, <laughs> which of these which of these are the more tactical now. so I'm not sure what Nav's trying to say there he's a bit too, uh, a bit too mysterious there Luce thinks obviously that uh, West Ham beat us in our own game which was the passing pressing game but you know again like you say Joe that arguably they've been massively underperformed and have got better players than us so uh, I don't know I don't know. It, you know. it was a disappointing match. It really was. Uh, Brent has uh, said that the changes should have been made sooner. We had that plan B, and we didn't implement it until the second half. But there we go. So it was, it was a tough one to take. It really was. Uh, but there was, you know, there were moments in that game which really, I mean, talking about the goal that West Ham scored again. We talk about what a great goal it was. Joey brought out quite rightly. A lot of praise for it and everyone knew it was coming but when you actually look at how we've sort of defended that goal <coughs> our entire back line is pretty much static the only player who moves with Lanzini is is McArthur, uh, who's about sort of five yards off him. it was, it was just too easy and I don't know why I don't know why but, it was so easy for him to get there
4: he got a run on him I, that that was I was sorry, Chris. Just to butt no, straight in, fine. but he got he got a run on him, and and, and I say of, of all the people that we kind of go at this year, it, it's MacArthur because he made one mistake, but that one mistake last night it, it cost that goal because he's if you watch it, it was mm. the cameras on him perfectly, and all he did is he got a two step. He already made the run. MacArthur was too late. And by the time he, he realised he was going to make that run, he was two paces in front of him, and they're very, very similar paced, and he couldn't catch him. So if you have a look as he finishes, then MacArthur has already gone to try and make the tackle. But Lanzini's he's put it in. But we had you, you need to take you need to think about it that they have West Ham as as much as we don't really want to say this, but they have at least two Lanzini is world-class. He, he won't be at West Ham long. He won't be at West Ham long. He is absolutely world-class. He came, he went to West Ham to kickstart his career. Uh, he is absolutely superb. And when they fire, when he fires, they fire. He spent a lot of time out injured. And unfortunately, the other thing as well is that we've, uh, we've in the three games he's played against us, he scored three goals. Yeah. So I don't know if anyone's said that, you know. But they had, they had some players last night that were playing to their potential which I haven't been. They played like a team last night, and Cresswell absolutely ruined Wald in the first half. He absolutely gained him. It's you know, and he hasn't done that this year.
1: Yeah, it, yeah, you're right, and and it's in a way, it's. So we always seem to be that team that uh, that teams who are on a rubbish run get to add their their bad run against us. We all, I always feel that we're that team. Uh, but you could kind of see. You could. It was almost. It was almost written in the stars before it panned out. That they had to have a reaction after that international break, whereas we, we went into the international break relaxed and confident and comfortable. And I really, again, going back to how we started the game and how they started the game, they started the game like a team that needed the points. We started the game like a team that just thought we'll carry on as we were and it will come. Uh, and I think that's what's really cost us in the end. But we'll get into some more detail. Dale, you had another point you wanted to make before we move on?
5: Uh, it was your point to do with Ledley and Kabai. Don't you think it's kind of unfair to say that um, Ledley shouldn't have played in this game? Because we've been playing this passing uh, game this season, all of this season, and Ledley has perfectly fit in well. So how comes you're saying now that mm. Ledley shouldn't have played for this game when he has been playing well F- uh, during the other games,
1: well, as, as Ed brought up, when you when you look at you know the aberration for putting Defoe through, that's that's you know I feel put the passing side of things. He can play a short sideways pass under under little pressure, but you know I think he's been shown up a couple of times as being a player who I'd look. He's, he's more, to me. He's, more, he's not he's, he's less technical than he is physical. That's all I'll say about him. Really, he you know he's he's still of top division quality. He could still play you know i'm not saying he can't pass at all i'm not saying he's you know wayne andrews but Mm -hmm. you know but but he's not johan goodbye either that's Mm -hmm. that's the point i was making when you play a a more technical team you know they just played round ledley it was it was so so easy and and when we talk about the fact the goal was coming that's what i mean it's not joe ledley's fault because he's just he's one man sitting there. It's this. You have got Payet, Lanzini. Uh, who else was in midfield? My brain's hurting. It wasn't Noble, no. but someone else right. was
4: moving yeah, around. Was... Yeah, but even yeah, but Noble's even Noble's a good ball player. Yeah, yeah. The, the balls that he played at the end, just to get him. You know, when we were all over him at the ends, mm. like 50, 60 yard balls, instead of just hoofing it into, you know, he was playing balls to to a player that was that was running. You know, they, they have got some very good players. We need to, do, you, can't under, you know, turn around and say that they, were, they hadn't won in five, we hadn't lost in five, so that, we you know, it was going to be a foregone conclusion.
1: What, but, you yeah. Know. But what you want to see is you want to see game, game, better game management. I, we didn't necessarily have to make that change after 20 minutes. We didn't even have to make it at half time. What we had to do is accept that the game was going to go that certain way and it needed us to, to sort of pull together, really. Instead of trying, we tried to keep the same shape that we had and just kind of, hope that they didn't score, if, if I'm not being a bit too critical. And if they but, did have no, a plan
5: B, which yeah. we've done if... Can I jump in? Well, yeah. Chris, you said, uh, you said when Johan did come on, he played differently to what Ledley was playing. Yes. So let's say uh, Pardew did say, did tell Kabay to play like Ledley was playing. Do you think Johan could have done any better? No, well, no. What I, what I, if, you were
1: gonna, if, if Pardew was going to pick Johan Kabay, you don't tell <clears throat> Johan Kabay to screen the back four you tell you tell johan goodbye to be to to you know to to link play to pick his passes to you know be an option for the defenders on the ball because will have to keep coming deep and trying to collect it you know and that he's, he's in the wrong place then it's all those things that you know joe ledley's not going to pick up the ball from the defenders and spray a perfect pass out to wilford continue a run into the area all that kind of stuff that's not him uh, you know, he does a great job screening, but he can't screen three players on his own. That's the point of making, is that mm-hmm. when you pick Joe Ledley, you, you pick a team that, that has a certain system. If you pick Johan Goodbye instead of Joe Ledley, your team has to play differently. That's the point. So you, you would never be in a situation where you're saying, OK, Johan, do the Joe Ledley role. Because you have <laughs> to say the Joe Ledley role can't <laughs> exist if Joe Ledley's not in the team. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. OK. Yeah, glad you glad you, <laughs> you enjoyed that. So uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a good it's a good question. I,
5: you know,
1: yeah. I appreciate appreciate the
2: answer, uh, Patrick. Yeah, um, one of the things I, th- I think we really lacked was the our ability of our backs to get forward. Because order to pin back, Creswell and Antonio. You have to have uh, Ward and Kelly getting forward more, and they weren't able to do that yesterday, and that would put a lot of pressure on talented and and Wilf yesterday. And I think that was a really as big an issue as the Ledley issue, is that when you have fullbacks you just can't get forward. And help pin back their, their wing backs. You know, you, you're dealing with, a lot of times, you're dealing with one-on-one Creswell, one-on-one with, with Zaha, or if he gets past Zaha, he's going on ward. And I just think that was a bigger issue yesterday. And obviously, Creswell hadn't been playing, he'd been injured for most of the season. He has, it's like, I think, second game back, and or maybe his first game back, actually. And he played really well. And... For him, to, you know, that ball he played in the left was a really great ball, and you know, he had a he had a chance actually in the third or fourth minute. He, had a, he got past Wilf and had a shot that went to the side there. And so he was a danger from the beginning of the match. I think that was really a bigger issue was really the wing back issue as opposed to necessarily the Ledley issue.
1: Well, okay, no, I, I, I understand where you're coming from with that, but again, if I don't. I think if the Ledley issue isn't there, then Zini might not get the run that you get some people and all that kind of stuff. But you know, yeah, it's it's small margins and it is isn't just one thing.
2: Yeah, it's definitely.
1: But from, from my perspective, can't keep hammering the point, but from my perspective, what we missed, what our game plan, why our game, our game plan failed is we just did not have any composure with, with how West Ham were pressing us. It's, you know, if the game was that easy, right, if you could set up your team to go and press the opposition and automatically the opposition would do what we did against West Ham in the first half, which was sort of pla wildly look around panicking and, and hoof the ball up to the big man up top. If every team reacted like that when you pressed, then, it, then why would everyone, why would anyone do anything other than press the opposition? Exactly. It, it, you know, what I mean, we we have got to be smarter, better, more confident. The players we had out there, including Joe Ledley, are actually better than, than what they showed in that first half in dealing with, you know, what what West Ham did to us. We just kind of stood there and took it, which was the really frustrating thing. <laughs> Ed.
3: Yeah, I was just on the Kabai Ledley thing. I disagreed in the preview pod with Terence had Kabay in my starting eleven for Saturday. I think there's... I mean, there's not like a set-in-stone best eleven. It depends who you're going to play, how they're going to set up with your home or away. Joe Ledley will be invaluable for us against your Arsenal, your cities, where you're not going to see a great deal of the ball. And you need someone to intercept those passes, break up play, and then allow us to switch on them and hit teams like that on the break because that's how we'll play against teams like that because we won't be able to play possession against City because we just simply aren't good enough to do it against them but at home against West Ham or in a run like they're in I just would have liked to have seen Kabai knowing that we probably would have seen a fair share of the ball we can probably do without the Ledley's defensive side of things just to give us that little bit extra composure of compiling the ball who can pick a pass and then sort of unlock teams
1: yeah, spot on, it, Spot on, mate. Because that's why Pardew's so angry in the post-match press conference. Because that's what he wants. He wants us to take the game, and he knew he's. He, you could see what he was saying in, in his uh, his post-match stuff. He was sort of basically saying they were there for the taking, and we we let them have it. We gave them the impetus by not being at it, not being at our game from minute one, and that's that's exactly why. That's you know we again. I I, I think selection. Hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Hindsight really is a wonderful thing. Because if you'd, you know, you, you've said quite rightly and you've disagreed with Terence, which always, I, I always like to hear. But, <laughs> <laughs> but mm-hmm. you know, you would have selected Kabai over Ledley. You know, thinking about it, if I'm trying to be absolutely honest, as much as I've said today that I don't want to be in a world where I'd pick Kabai over Joe Ledley as a ball player, I, I still probably would have said Ledley on, before the game. Because just because he hadn't really done anything to lose the shirt, yeah. But, but but, you know, I've kind of disproved my own thought process in what I've said (laughs) previously, in in that you can't think like that, you can't have that sentiment, you can't have, you know, that. You need to think game by game, and it's something again. It's something Padre's talked about. So I, I don't know why I don't know why he hasn't done that. I really don't. So you know you can hear. Well, I, you know I offensively arguing myself. So it's not an easy thing to talk about, really, uh, or, or to really get get a proper handle. on. Uh, Dr, you want to jump back in? I think.
5: Oh yeah, you already um, you said my point uh, oh, before good. the game. Before before the game, I was going to say, "Would you He's actually?" Worked pick... you out, Chris? He called you an idiot. <laughs> 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 Alright, yeah, before the game would you have actually picked Kobayo over considering how bad he was he has been playing. So that's what I was gonna say and for the people that are saying that Kobayo should have started because when before before the game I'm pretty sure that nobody would have wanted Kobayo to start. To no, you that.
1: no you're right, but you know, I've kind of I'm kinda of saying that after after this game I, I've gotta snap myself out of that way of thinking, you know. In future, I would always think that the better player has to play, and that's Johan. Goodbye. We've got to get him. We've got to get him giving us ninety minutes of, at the level. And I thought he was very good. I know not everyone agrees, but I thought he was excellent in the second half. I think he gave us exactly what we wanted, which was someone who was always willing to be on the ball, who was always willing to move intelligently, to link play properly, and to play you know good passes, good intelligent passes. And you can't really pressure him off the ball. You know he's. he's it's very very difficult to get the ball off of you know goodbye, you know, if you're, if you're an opposition player. And we need more people like that. We need more confidence on, on the ball like that, really. Let's uh, let's move this on to Ben Teke. Actually, Joe, I just don't know if there's anything in the chat room worth talking about. You haven't said, but no, I was, I did put me
4: in slack, and you didn't come to me. Oh, I ignored you. Come on, mate. So, um, I thought I thought had his best 45 minutes for us in a Palace shirt. And if and that's and that's the kind of position, the, the kind of um, performance that he used to put in. Well, he used to put in for Newcastle when he was enjoying his time there. Um, and and I think we finally saw what kind of what what he did better than than, than any of our players in the, in the second half was he used the ball intelligently, but he it was the pace of pass and and looking to go forward instead of
0: trying to. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. slope
4: play up um, and, and try and pick a, a deliberate pass. He was more willing to to make it an attacking pass, you know, rather than sideways. So um the only time he did go sideways is when there wasn't anywhere to go forward. So um but I'm, i you know I I thought um I thought Friars could have got forward. Um maybe a bit more we now we know that he can cross the ball. Um but he, he just seems to seems to have shackles put on him um last night. And it's it's quite strange. Um a bit a, a a bit um sort of a little bit samey, you know, our left backs have been the same one, one minute they're bombing down a wing, putting in world-class crosses. And, and the next minute they're not doing anything at all, you know? Um, and I've always said our, our best form of defense is attack. And, the, you know, we are, a, a win three, two, four, three kind of team.
2: Yeah. So,
1: all right, I'm going to come back to the point you started to talk, make uh, on Friars. there, actually. Uh, like Patrick, you saw you want to make one last point on Kabai, Did you?
2: Yeah, I do. Um, I understand what Cabai is as a player. Um, I know he's not the attacking number 10 that, we, that people thought we were going to get. And I know what he is, and I, I agree with you guys. He did play well yesterday, but I still want more out of him. I don't think he creates enough chances for us. Um, and that's the thing that I keep going back to in my mind when I see him on the field. And I know this is not a great comparison, but... We brought Lombardo way back when. Lombardo was such a class player who could get forward and create goals. He's more of a winger, obviously, but such a great class player. When we brought him I really thought we were getting that kind of a player. And it's disappointing when I see him play because I understand what he is. I really do understand what he is, what he brings to the team. But I just think that He's a player that can create so many more chances and score so many more goals. He just hasn't done it for us. I and mean, that's my frustrating thing with him. Having said that, he definitely needs to start the next match because, again, against Leicester, you're going to need a player like him in the midfield. And he showed yesterday what he can do. But I have to see more, Chris. I've got to see more out of him. I really do, especially going forward.
1: I'm hoping that uh, the fact we've got Teke ahead of him now yes, you know, will help mm. Just help him a little bit
2: because...
1: Yeah. I hate to say this because it's a little bit disrespectful, but I think that... You know, early on in his, his palace career, when when we had that fantastic run, he started alongside James MacArthur, who was absolutely right. flying at the time. Right. He really was. We were we were a very confident team. Yep. We we seemed to fit him well. He we got forward and scored a goal against Norwich. Uh you know, had, had decent chances in most games. You know, he was he was a very attacking player. He was. they he carried us. And from the time the sort of Jedinak got back in the side and you know, we oh. were struggling a little bit. His form went, and it, he's never got it back. So I look and, and see that we've now got an informal with Zaha. We've got MacArthur back in the team and playing well most of the time. Uh, didn't have his best game yesterday, but still probably six or seven out of ten. He's, he's you know, every week he's like that. Uh, and, you know, Townsend, when he's on his game, again, we'll talk about him in a bit, but... And obviously Ben Benteke up top, who... You can play the ball to feet, and he's good. You know, he's really good with ball to feet, as much as he is great ahead of the ball. So I think that there's much better scope for for Kabai to be a lot more comfortable to play his natural game because I felt he's he's almost tried to force Palace into being a, a team they weren't. I, I honestly think this whole transition, this whole Pardew wanting us to play a certain way, is all centred around Kibai and how he operates, and bringing in this extra quality. And let's see it. Let's give him that chance and let's see it happen. Yep. Because uh, you know, if he if he carries on the way he is, you know, this it's not just going to be Joe Ledley keeping him out of the team soon. <laughs> exactly. No, I mean, we'll, we'll have to go and buy someone else in January. Yeah. Because you can't carry players, particularly players who are paid that sort of money, and then have that sort of quality. But oh, I think he'll come good in the next few games. I really do I think this is his time to shine. <sighs> It's that silence probably
4: says it all. I think. Just, just quickly, and just quickly, then I, I, I think as well that um, kabay was afforded a little bit of mutual respect as well, because obviously you had um, Payet and um, who was the other French player that, that, that they had uh, Zaza. So you that
1: know, Italian.
4: They, eh? Italian. <laughs> he, yeah. uh, who's, who's the other French? player? But I know that um, he was having a chat with a few players last night. He was it was talking a lot to the West Ham players last night while the game was going on. So um, and usually the other you know it's the other way around where just, everyone's just trying to kick him. Um, that's that's very true. They do. He, he was afforded a lot of space, but then saying that West Ham were on you know legitimately on the on the back foot. I think they are putting a lot into a lot into the first half, but I, you know and again like you said, Chris, I've, I think he, he has been you know. I don't know if there's anything been going on or whether he's just jaded. I mean, he didn't, you know, didn't run his bits off in the European Championship, so he should have been relatively fresh. But, um, but yeah. Any, anyway, hopefully, this is a sign of things to come, and it'll be it'll be good for us. Um, yeah. And we've still got Remy to come back as well, haven't we?
1: We have indeed. Uh, late November, uh, Pard, you reckon so far? Uh, Phil Thompson got attached on Twitter. Uh, have to agree, West Ham are better, far better at the ball didn't help our fragile ability on the ball. It will get better. Limited effort in the first 30 minutes in any gameplay. let alone like is not acceptable. Uh, that's players not off-field manager. So, blaming the players there, Phil Thompson. Uh, also pointing out that Kabai was happy to receive the ball, making himself available, which uh, obviously was a huge plus point for Kabai. Uh, Petros Hadjuanu, I reckon I said that exactly right, uh, <laughs> said they did think Kabai should have started the game, but he thinks he should start the next match. Uh, Chris G on the same subject saying hindsight's a great thing. We played well without him in the side. Look better with him in it yesterday. He needs to start next week. <laughs> and an unequivocal uh, yes from Nav as well that Kabai needs to start next week. So there you go. Uh, Daryl Jupp got in touch saying uh, thought it should have been uh, thought it should have been time before the match with Levy playing a lot for Wales and Kabai only training with France. So there you go. Uh, yes, yeah, good point actually. Levy played two games. For Hindsight. Wales. Yeah, hindsight again. Yep, yeah. uh, Grant Gillard saying, uh, team have been impressive for recent games. Hindsight is a wonderful thing, <laughs> it's all about the hindsight. Uh, Bert Macklin's going to saying yes in capital letters that Kabay <laughs> should start. <clears throat> Sorry, right? Any, right. let's let's I've been trying to move this on for ages to the, the subject of Mentepe, so let's do that. Uh, talk me through his penalty, please, Patrick.
2: His foot slipped. Yeah, if, you, if you watch it again, honestly. But this is the thing I have about him. Remember last year? Uh, I want to say, I almost said doved. Dived in the box for the penalty against us at Liverpool. Yeah. Gets up there, last minute of the game. Coolly slots it on the ground to the keeper's left. Should have done that yesterday. When it's wet condition, you don't really elevate a ball normally. But again, I'll give him a break yesterday because having seen it again like 50 times, his foot definitely slipped. So it's unfortunate. But my problem, bigger problem issue is who takes the next one? Because if you, exactly. look, if you look, if you look at our squad, we've got no one who's made a penalty in the last 25 years. Because you've got <laughs> you no, know, you've got you know, obviously you've got um. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that. Townsend might have made one for, for Spurs or England. I don't remember. Probably for Spurs, but um, or Newcastle. But I know for a fact that obviously last year, well, two years ago, Punch put the one into um into orbit. But Gobbi bit his last two. It's not three, two. <laughs> obviously, Benteke mess yesterday, and MacArthur, Ledley, Friars... Steve, none of those guys are taking penalty kicks, so it's gonna be it's gonna be Kabay. Obviously, I'm I'm, feeling, I'm thinking, but he's gonna confidence is gonna be pretty low, so that's gonna be an issue for me. I don't even want to see us take one next time because I'm gonna like yesterday. I'm gonna turn my head, and when I really did, I actually turned my head yesterday for fact, I didn't want to see it, and like, we missed. Yeah. So it's very it's, concerning, you know, next penalty kick taker.
1: They're so important, you know. That that penalty changes the game. Uh, Absolutely, you know. What did well? When as he stepped up, were you confident he was gonna score it? Uh, I
3: had a horrible feeling as he was running up, he wasn't going to score it because it just started to feel like one of those days for us. Um, I don't think it was lack of confidence. I think he was a little bit overconfident with that. I really hate those really like, the slow run-ups that players do, trying to let the keeper go one way and then they decide because if he doesn't go the way you're hoping he drops and you make a last-minute change is when you open yourself up to start missing penalties. I'd much prefer to see a player... That knows where he's going to put it, just runs up and sticks it in there. Yeah, you're, in the corner.
1: Yeah, yeah definitely. You're exactly what I described. It, it was on, on fan TV. I described it as he was stepped up as corners personified, and then side-footed it to a guy in the crowd, yeah. which was exactly what it was. He just he strolled up, and he just thought, oh, oh, good. But it's exactly what you say if if you're watching the keeper for his move. And I, I think there might have been a bit of that because uh, I believe Benteke's last two penalties he's hit low to the keeper's right, apparently. And that's where the keeper dived. So if you're right in that in he's watching for where the keeper's going and the keeper's gone that way, that, that might be a last-minute alteration to try and side foot into the opposite top corner, if you know what I mean. Just
3: opened his body up a little bit yeah. too much. And...
1: That's it. So there we go. I think we've we've solved that one. We're, we're good. <laughs> yeah. <definitely. laughs>
3: one miss from
4: five, wasn't he, I think?
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, so graphic had, yeah.
4: Chris you know, only had
2: four on the graphic. It was one in, one in five, yeah.
5: Can to jump in? You you can. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh Patrick, don't you think it's kind of unfair for Ben Ticket to get off penalties considering how many chances we did give Johan. I think Ben Tekke deserves another chance and he is a penalty, better penalty taker, as he as we've seen in his career, that he has scored more penalties than Johan and he's better finisher. So I think we should keep Ben Tekke there as as we if we do take him out, it would be really unfair on him just for missing yeah. one penalty. I
2: agree with yeah. you. Total, total, but you know who the manager is, right? You know favourite player
5: is? so favourite
2: player is, right? It you can't he be Kabai. It is he Kabai, And he loves it can't be. <clears throat> I'm telling you, he'll put... If you watch Kabay's face, if Take gets that next penalty kick, he's going to be having a tantrum. I'm, I agree with you. I think it should be Take, But I'm telling you right now, as I sit here, I guarantee if we get a penalty kick against Liverpool or against Leicester, it's going to be Kabay if he's on the field. It's going to be Kabay. And I agree with be you. Should be, should be, it should be Take. It's not going to be. I bet All you right. see ya, money. I, uh... oh, We'll
1: see. I really enjoyed that they are called it a, a penalty as well.
2: <laughs> a penalty. Yeah.
1: They call it the, be, the penalty take. You corrected yourself, but I heard it. That was brilliant. Penalty. <laughs> that's what we should oh, yeah. refer to benteke's penalties as from now on. <laughs> <Benalty>. <laughs> <Well> done, <Lee. laughs> uh so uh Joe, I've got a question for you.
4: Uh right. good he's punching
1: after that gets played every week now as i'm sure you're very happy about no uh, i do have a question for you though uh after benteke is it was- food related it isn't no no Damn. we can talk about that later <laughs> but uh after benteke missed the penalty i've felt and i don't know if you felt that his game went to, to pieces a little bit did we see a little bit of the the lack of confidence uh in benteke that the liverpool
4: fans saw in him? Uh, <laughs> oh, I see the Liverpool connection, yes. Um, no, I, I don't know. I just, maybe maybe it would have, you know, it would have affected him missing the penalty, but I I don't. I just think it was one of them nights for him. I think he'd have just played for another 90 minutes. I still don't think he'd have scored.
1: Yeah. So, almost, I mean, we, we kind of almost forgot he was human, didn't we? Because He's just got better and better every week he scored out a trick in midweek against a part time footballing team and we kinda of got overexcited to think of him as this kind of goal machine. And he uh, he showed us he's he was a human being you know, it wasn't his best game, was it? I think that's probably more what he
4: rather was. he showed us he was a human being in a Belgian shirt instead of a palace one. Yeah,
1: just, need, yeah.
4: just need him <laughs> that's to score so, goals, you know. Man,
5: that's unfair, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry I have to jump in, but that's unfair. Yeah. You, yes. you know, anyway, he's got... Go on. No, go on. Now, go on. Yeah. No, no. You know how that... you compared him to Belgium, uh, how he played for Belgium? For Belgium, he versus G- uh, Gilberto. I don't know if, if that's how you pronounce it. For...
1: Gilberto. Yeah, Gilberto. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
5: He playing
1: against
5: Gilberto. Yeah, he played against them. And most of the team are semi-pros that have full-time jobs and don't even really care about football. So... It don't, we can't really compare him to v- how we performed last game in international to this game, where it's versus four professional footballers that are Premier League quality and are world class. So You can't compare that. Sorry.
1: All right, well we won.
5: Thank you. <laughs> Feel better. <laughs> I, I
4: know. I know. There's been a. There's been a bit of hysteria <laughs> about. Um, you know about yesterday. Um, I, I think at the moment we've got. You got eleven points from eight games. Yep. Yep. I was working. I was working it out. It's it's one point three seven. you oh, You've been doing I, maths I, again? I did, but only on my on my phone. And then, <laughs> and I just thought, well, one point three seven times thirty eight is fifty two. We'll
2: stay up, yes.
4: Uh, fifty two. Fifty two is going right. to. How many did we get last year? I don't know. Less than that, I think. There you go. And We finished on ninth, tenth, eleventh, something like that. Now we
1: were about fourteenth last year, weren't well, we? Well, I was <laughs> trying.
4: To, just trying to. Get, but you, you know, if we so get we fifty, the the world, we get fifty we points. That. You know, we, all, all we want, all we ever want, is is you know, is forty. And that, that um, but we, we, you know, we're doing, we're doing all right. We're doing yeah, all right.
1: We are. That's, you know, I do. You know, I do want to keep this. The wheels haven't run off. If we've exactly. just lost a
4: first in, you know, we hadn't lost in five. So one from six is not. You know, it's not the end of the world.
1: Yeah. Look, we've had we've missed a penalty. We've had, we've had Teke hit the header, hit the hit the post with a header. We've had Connor Wickham have one saved, even though it was going over. I was going over, I yeah. <laughs> just thought like, from three yards. Well done, Connor. No, it, was, it was uh you know it was saved you know so it's not all doom and gloom we didn't have a good first half at least i like the fact the players responded okay this time it cost us and if you keep having to respond to going a goal behind or whatever yes it can cost you you know uh valuable points and it did it cost us points we should have got something from that game really but it's what yeah, we- game.
4: Well, We got a tweet off of John Nightingale, um, and he says, I won't be able to listen tonight, but uh, like I say, that the, the, the people who change their opinion of Pardew every week are seriously giving. I don't. And he said, One week he's God, the next he's oh. the, the Satan. I hate to say it, but we have our fair share of plastic fans.
1: Well, of course, he we said, That's and then a... he said,
4: Ray, hashtag, raise a nose. I haven't got a clue who that is, but anyway, yeah. so uh, but yeah,
1: it, it's um.
4: I don't know. I don't know.
1: Uh, Ed, you wanted to speak for ages. I've been ignoring it, but off you go.
3: So right. It was uh, just on the penalties thing. Um, I think I personally wouldn't take it, take it off Ben Tecker. I'd let him have another one. But, you know, we were saying who can take a penalty, and our team Townsend has yeah. net, uh, taken a five or six for Spurs and never missed. So, there he's someone to think about. Um, and on, on Gerald's point, a 52 points would have... Uh, Give us ninth place against last year's table. So there you go. Not all Doom and Gloom yet.
2: Exactly. All right, but PLC. can I say something in there though, Chris? About yeah. it's not doom and gloom, but just a reality check. At home, we've gotten we've got four points. Is that correct? Bournemouth and
3: West Ham, West, Brom, West Ham. Bournemouth, Bournemouth. No.
2: Stoke. No, Stoke, yeah, we beat Stoke. Stoke. So we haven't played anybody decent. So what happened? We run into the Liverpool, Man City, Man United Arsenal.
1: Well, we're going on a step. tough run. We're about to find out,
2: aren't we? Right. That's what I'm saying. So, my point is, I, I get what you're saying. It's not all doom and gloom. But I'm a little weary that we've only got four points at home against not great sides. And the same thing we should have beaten, like, a West Brom. We didn't. Yeah. So, that's my concern. West, West Ham, I would have taken a point yesterday. I'm like, I'm like you guys. I didn't think we were going to win that game. But a point would have been nice. But just to keep the run going. But, you know, we talk about this whole, you know, party up and down this, this roller coaster let's hope this isn't a downturn because the next two matches are very you know we spoke about it last time or last show i was on and how this november october run is going to be very important leicester and liverpool now become huge matches for us and that's what i'm concerned about
1: yeah i can see your concern, and obviously we come off the back of those with you know no points or right. scrape one here and there things look very very different and that's
2: in two weeks
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't know you know I, i'm cautiously optimistic at the moment i really am because i do i do like when we play teams who are going to come at us you know and that's a stupid thing to say after west ham did in the first half <laughs> but generally speaking i like when we got a chance to you know to have a bit of space you know particularly when teams are less concerned with doubling up on wilf you know there's right. a team that think they're going to beat us that are too good for us. They tend to leave one player on wolf, and I love it yep. when that happens. I really do. But there you go. It's a difficult one. score, isn't it? You know, we. It, I think I think we'll we'll pick up points in what we call a difficult run. I really do. I think. But it, it's 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 tough. It's a really tough division. It really is. You know, you you can't really can't really point at a game and say you're guaranteed a win because anyone could beat anyone. They really can. Uh, I, you know, I, 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 you know, I'm getting nervous. I'll be honest with looking at our fixtures, looking at the points, total, trying to predict things, but then every now and then I remind myself, you can't predict it accurately as my performance in Fanjul proves every single week. <laughs> cannot predict accurately what's going to happen at all. What do we think about Townsend and gentlemen? Uh, had his had his best game for us against Stoke, but I, I well far from impressive yesterday. Is that fair, Ed?
3: Uh, yes, but I mean, I like I said earlier, the guys out on the wing didn't get an awful lot, and when they did, they were pressed quite quickly, and there wasn't a great deal of support from our fullbacks uh, getting forward to help them out.
1: Do, do so, you think he? Uh... Do you think it is his habit of going for a shot in almost all circumstances? Um, you know, it's been joked about in some of the videos that Palace have done and all that kind of stuff. And he says he said he's DNA, but is that you know is that a plus point or a negative point really that that he's so keen to get a shot on target? I
3: think it goes down to decision making for him. I mean, yesterday in the second half, yesterday when he did start to get a little bit more of the ball, there's a few occasions where he could have slid other players in as he was doing it, where he just sort of runs and goes across the sort of face of their back four. He could have slid players in and he's still trying to weave his way in until he can get a shot off. But it's just the decision-making, whether he can put someone else in who's in a better position or whether he can get the shot off. And then it's free kicks yesterday. that What was that free kick to Joel Ward? Oh, gosh, yeah.
1: Square it to Wardy's left foot. Uh,
3: yeah, right. I won't repeat what I said and shout at him. <laughs> when he did that but everyone is in the box we're piling pressure on him we've got Ben Teke the centre-backs are up and you pass it to a guy who's not expecting it <laughs> and he's a full-back and
1: <laughs> yeah, he's, we have had, a great left foot judging, yeah, judging by his reaction he wasn't too happy about it either but yeah, we, look, we've all had our say on this given it's your your debut on the review show you get to have your say as well you look at Townsend and how he's performed and you know we've effectively swapped him for Balassi and a bunch of cash uh, oh Does it still yeah. look a good deal or you... uh? would you rather have
3: belassi and not the cash uh, i think it's still a good deal given how much the money that the surplus was created from selling belassi for x amount and bringing Tanzan in allowed us to go out and get benteke i think it's still a good deal so overall our team has improved obviously belassi was better at certain things but i don't know he seems to be doing it a bit better for everton for us he did seem to lack an end product. He didn't score enough goals. Some of his crosses could be... Either not beat the first man or they'd go 60 yards over the top of the striker's head. Yeah. So, I think Townsend has got a little bit more about him in terms of an end product. But, I don't know, Belassi maybe sometimes...
4: They've started with... selling they've started selling seats in the 29th row in the homes down now, so... <laughs> Now he's gone. Um, <laughs> just, just very quickly. Oh, uh, that
2: hurts. <laughs> oh, that hurts so much.
4: much. <laughs> Alex Weber, she's come up with a, with a, a very, um, a very decent sort of stat uh, going on the on the thing of, our, you know, almost a continuous problem of, of uh, home games, apart from Stoke being an exception. He said, uh, "And it's five home games." Do you know what they are? Yep. No, there are Liverpool, Man City, yes. Southampton, Man United, and Chelsea. Easy, oh. easy. So points right there. <laughs> that almost and that's like the like last five lost. games of the season, ended as well, doesn't it? I think I'm sure three or four of those <laughs> yeah, are, are yeah. our last four or five games. So, but going very, very quickly back to back to our, our setup and everything, we're just set up completely as as the away team, home and away, and, and that and that won't do. And that really won't do.
1: Well, that's it. Yeah, you're right. and That's exactly what Pardew wants to stop. <laughs> and the players were talking about, you know, like Scott Dan was commenting on it. James Tompkins was commenting on it. You know, now we've got Ben Teke. Now we're, we're taking the game to to the opposition, all that kind of stuff. And, but we, we did, we took a step backwards and you could tell, you could tell that. The the thing
4: is, the thing is, the thing is Chris, that we, we, we're, we're at, a, a, I think a crossroads with some of our players now in the, We've got Dan, you know, the last couple of seasons, and he already is still the, the, you know, the highest scoring centre-back. Sooner or later, someone's going to make us an offer. Now, apparently, the money isn't, you know, isn't everything to us now. But sooner or later, he's going to go, do you know what, do I want to play in a team that struggles in a crappy little ground in a not-so-good area, and earn X amount of money when I can just go over and on Liverpool one of the bigger sides, because because he will start attracting the big sides properly soon. You know, things that things are not going good for us in the next six weeks. Then when that when they, when the window opens again, I think we're going to be severely tested. I really Whoa. I really do that. I think we can we can. He's you know, thirty.
1: He's thirty this year. So only, that that. You know, that yeah that could be it. He, you
4: know, he has only got probably another two. You know, one more decent contract in him to earn. You know, he must, he must be on decent money now, but, you know, to earn mega money. I mean, he would have seen the Balassi game from whatever money he was on at us, 30, 40, up to 90, up, apparently 90 grand at Everton. You know, they're, they're, that's the average money. I was, I was listening to did anyone money the Bournemouth chairman on Five Live this morning, turn around and saying what what he predicted that like the wages were for his club, £75 million. Yeah. £75
1: million. Or, Bournemouth. <laughs> But there you go. It's crazy, but that's that's the league. That's what it is. It's gonna only that, to get more.
4: Yeah, but my you know that my point is I, th- I think we need to you know we need to it needs to be addressed more more seriously. And if the players aren't aren't listening to Padgew's instructions, then um I think we'll find some surprise omissions from the team.
1: But there we go. Look, it, it was it was one it was a bad bad first half. Lost a game of football. Let's let's not get carried away with it. uh We've got in the notes here that we're going to cover well, West Ham were denied a penalty question mark. That no, was never a penalty. Was it sending off? Yes, it was. It was hilarious. They, oh god, <laughs> it was that's a, that's that was those such answers a bad
2: decision. decision. Come, Come on, Chris. It was funny, but it was awful. It right,
1: was I'm going to say this now. Everyone was all the, all the the commentators were. Oh, he's clearly clipped him. He hasn't. It's not a dive. Yeah, it was a dive. He has gone oh he clipped on the toe and fallen over a second later. That's a dive. It's probably what, not yellow. What, card. The, what they're sending off the second yellow card for Crestwheel. The second and the first, I'm, the first I'm not, yellow. I'm
2: not arguing the first yellow. second yellow was awful. The second
1: the second yellow he's I'll tell you it's, what, it's he ludicrous. faced for West Ham and he put his finger <laughs> in Will's eye. That's enough effort. that's a red card on its own. Well played. <laughs> all right. right, so there you go. That's that's those questions all answered in a very mature way, I think you'll find. Uh, we've also talked about that tough run of fixtures as well. Uh, that's sort of flown by a bit. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much it in terms of, of the game. Uh, what we want to talk about. We've have got a tough run coming up, uh, but you know we, we plenty of reasons to be optimistic. I think. Uh, so, uh, well, I think next up, let's let's get some forward reviews from you people at home. James Morrow, cross our crossing.
2: Molly Butler, I hate international breaks. CD Fairley, hurry back to Scotland.
3: CPFC North East, normal service has resumed.
1: Mummy White, you should have played at 3pm.
2: CPFC GIF, formation outsmart, I do, which is only three words but... uh, though.
1: Outsmarts, two words. Let's not talk
4: about it. Kevin, that's not <laughs>
3: Different tactics needed soon. Depi thirty-eight. Palace only play forty-five mins.
2: Lawrence Price heartbeat, beat Ted Ben. Chris Clark at Chris Clark CPFC. Another poor home performance. Joseph
3: Rook. Less said, the better. CPFC Dave ball boy mugs off keeper.
1: Dan
2: Skipsy losing streak starts here. <laughs> Ben Bamani, one of those matches. Jimmy Dawes,
3: bad bye for Ben Seppi. Amor Patrai, better luck next time.
0: Homesdale Radio, sponsored by FanDuel.co.uk. The next generation of fantasy football.
1: Well, there we go. We get a lot of tweets asking if we can get the backing music in our forward reviews as loud as possible. So hopefully that was uh, that was good for you. I can't actually hear <laughs> anything anymore. Uh, but <laughs> Tom hates it. it all the producers hate it when I do stuff like that on air. But ha, ha, you can't stop me. Ha. Uh, anyway. Chat room. Uh, <laughs>
4: sorry. So did you say chat room? Yes. Oh, thanks, mate. Um, we've we've only have, only had a, a couple in here tonight. It's uh, very very strange. No, no
1: one wants no. to relive this live, do they?
4: they don't no, like it but, later and, on the but anyway, Booted Eagle. I just he, he's made a very. We were just talking about uh, about the referees and stuff like that about decisions, and he said, uh, or they said, uh, can't complain about the officials this game as they did everything to give us a hand.
2: Yeah. Which
4: which in retrospect is is true. Yeah, it is. yeah, yeah no argument
2: there so can uh, we have you know him Chris, every week you know what Chris oh, exactly. one thing we didn't talk about playing against 10 men why do we have a problem with that let's Seriously. cover that in the, uh, the podcast oh, perfect uh, there you
1: go intro slash outro something like that so if you there want you to hear extra, our views extra, on that yeah. make sure we download the podcast as well uh, okay so very very quickly let's have a chat about Fanjul uh, just in case you are unaware uh, Fanjul are our sponsor they are uh, a, been a fantastic sponsor for us this season very very helpful for us and uh if you go to hrlradio.net forward slash jewel, you can see what they're all about. It's a weekly fantasy football. I say weekly. It could be daily. There's basically, there's tournaments continuously. You basically pick a team per tournament. Uh, you're not locked into your team for the season. It's just standard fantasy football rules, but it's all based on stats, So it's a bit more intelligent. And if, well, on that basis, that it's a bit more intelligent. Sometimes it's very, very difficult to win money, as I've found the last few weeks. Uh, but basically, if you go to hwellradio.net forward slash Vangel, uh, use our promo code Palace. Um, that'll help us find you and enter you into our mini-league. Uh, and also, if you use that promo code, if you do, once you do a paid contest, instead of one of the free contests, uh, and you fail to win on your first contest, your value will be refunded up to, I believe, £10. Uh, but yes, if you play the fan-favourite contest every week, you get uh, entered into our little mini-league. And if you beat our Mystery Fantasy Football Player Dan Fuel. that's a hilarious name? Uh, we, we we will actually pay you five pounds in addition to whatever else you've won. Uh, I think the game's finished tomorrow. Uh, I've still got some points I can win. I hopefully recover some sort of uh, respect this week. After effectively at one stage I'd run up to I'd got my account up to fifty eight pounds. I'm currently on one pound eighty. So, yeah, yeah. It's difficult it's a, it's a difficult I thought you'd laugh DR, because you're not even old enough to play it. <laughs> uh, well, at least I'm not that bad that I only make one from it. Yeah, it's difficult. You, it's <laughs> it's got to that stage where it's much, much harder to find players who are going to score high points for low value because the, 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 the values change every single week based on the bet the top performing top scoring players and the stats become more expensive each week and those obviously that fail become cheaper. You really struggled to pick out those gems who are going to score you lots of points it's uh, it's really really tough and Aguero was a huge huge problem this week only scoring 6 points and do you know what the worst player to have picked this week was Christian Benteke he scored minus 3 points uh, that was a killer, that was an absolute killer I could have picked someone who didn't play I could have picked Calvin Andrew <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I would have got more points but there you go, look, just get involved hrradio.net forward slash Frangel. read up about it, if it's something that you, uh, you you feel keen to get involved with use the promo code PALACE. And, uh yeah, brilliant stuff okay, good, uh, well, hope you enjoy playing if you do play, we'll be, uh, of course we'll be recording our standard intro and outro for those of you that download the podcast as well, as well as this is live we've glummed for a punishment this week uh, but my thanks go to to Tom and Sam for producing To new boy Ed, cheers Ed. Well done, Uh, nice long ball play, mate. Uh, Also to Dr, to Patrick, and to Joel. I think that's everyone. Yes. That is everyone. Cheers. We'll be back for the preview preview show during the week, and then back on Sunday for the next review show. Cheers. Bye. See ya.
4: Bye
3: bye. Bye.
0: Let's talk about the next generation of fantasy football at FanDuel. You select a team of Premier League players for a single day's fixtures. That means you're not locked in for the whole season. You can play, watch and win in one day. When your players nail it on the pitch, you rack up points and jump up the real money leaderboard. FanDuel's scoring system uses Optus stats to reflect every player's true on-field contribution. So, outscore your opponents and win cash for your football expertise. Every Premier League League match Day with Fan And just for Homestale radio listeners, we've got an extra special offer right now. When you sign up, use the promo code palace That means if you don't make money in your first contest, Fan will refund your entry fee up to £10. So go to fanjewel.co.uk and use the promo code Palace. It's the 90th minute.
1: All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18+, plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for
3: your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: To grab the offer now. What are you waiting for? Terms apply. Over 18s only. Please play responsibly. Hey.